0: what's up everybody welcome to this week's episode of the bleacher banter podcast presented by bleacher fans sports you got jones and sully here got a lot to talk about coming out of nfl week 13 as the playoffs draw closer but before we get to that let's talk about the uh new york mets and their their search for the managerial position it's one of the few things that's still continuing during this uh mlb lockout uh but today we had uh we got we as of now we know there are five candidates who have officially interviewed, or at least those are what the reports are saying. So we have uh Walter, Osmus, Espada, Quantro, and Kelly. Um, and it seems like Showalter is the favorite. Anderson isn't in there. Not as of now. Uh, not according to John Heyman. Only these are the. No, I
1: heard he was getting an interview.
0: That that was a report earlier this week. Or. or Sorry, late last week. Um, but as a, as of today, Heyman tweeted out only five Mets managerial candidates are known so far. And it was those five names. Show Walter, I know earlier reports. Had it,
1: had some What's that? Reports on him as well. I know Bochy was another one.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think we, we've heard the whole time that Show Walter was kind of the, the front runner. Um, I think there was a report that both. That Cohen and Max Scherzer today was a report Cohen or yesterday that Cohen and Max Scherzer wanted Showalter to be the next manager. That's pretty... I didn't
1: see the Cohen. I saw Max Scherzer uh, wanted it, um, and I have been on
0: I'm trying to find it. Uh, I know. A, a I know a, a big dude tweeted it out.
1: bob Maybe. Ger, Ger-, Ger- will also interview for the Mets manager this was five hours ago from Mike Puma uh Andy Martino reported it um Bob Gerin, whoever the hell that is Gerin, I don't know what, who that is um but so osmus I mean whatever I mean I guess it's not terrible who are the other ones uh
0: Shull Walter, Quatraro and espada. Yeah, Joe Espada, uh, Astros bench coach. The
1: Rays bench coach is Matt Quattro Qua- or whatever. I'm sure he's probably a smart guy if he's from the Rays. Uh, Astros bench coach Joe Espada. I've heard very high things about. I've also seen Pirates bench coach Don Kelly. There's probably more candidates. Probably going to, you know, only expand because it's you know there's no real timeline right now. But um, I've been saying this for. Ten years, I'm a broken record. Buck Showalter's the guy. It's the guy for the Yankees job. He's the guy for the Mets job. He's the best guy for any available job. Um, there's not a guy I'd, I'd rather have than Buck Showalter, uh, on, literally on this planet, than Buck. Um, of, the avail- of people that, even, I don't know, current managers, I don't know if there's any current manager I'd take over Buck. Um, Michael K. Uh, loves him. He was saying to me today, uh, he was saying on the radio today about how he's so confused why... People don't think he's this analytic guy. He's like, all Buck does is crunch numbers. That's all he did. He analyzes numbers and he thinks about every possible scenario. And when something goes wrong, he doesn't just say, oh, I'll do it again or stick with the whole plan. He analyzes why it it went wrong. That is like people think of analytics in this connotation of like these new numbers and, you know, and spin rate and all these other things. But analytics can mean so much lesser than that. It doesn't have to be switches and this and that analytics can just be looking at numbers and applying it. Um, It's just kind of that. He's got this old school mentality, which I think he has also um, he's less more player centric uh, nowadays. And he's, I think he's evolved in a good way where, you know, I think he has a little bit new age in him, but it's just that he's got he's this old manager, you know, he's got like this old white, white dude, you know, type of vibes. You yeah, know, that's I mean, you know, well, like a Tony Larusa guy, and he, you know, he's old school. And people just like, oh yeah, he doesn't like analytics because you know he's from that era, and it's just not true. Yeah, uh, isn't that not what true. you?
0: Isn't that what you want? You want a guy that is old it's, school but accepts analytics and uses them. You know,
1: exactly what you want. I want Buck Showalter making the lineup. I don't want. I don't want Andy Green, the analytic guy. Making it because this is the third, the third Friday in a row where you know this guy's got three hits or something or some obscure stuff. I don't, I don't want. I want Buck Showalter, the manager, making the lineup using the info, info the analytic teams gives him to the best of his ability. I want gut calls. I want, and I also want gut calls at times saying you know I think this guy, so and so. Sometimes you got to use your gut. You got to have feel for the game. You can't just put in a nerd. You can't just, you can't just be run by nerds and, and computers. And you need to have a combination. Um, and, and I think literally could not think of anyone better than Buck for the job. You 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 turn on a Yankee game, you turn on Yes Network, you listen to Buck Walter talk about the game. I guarantee you learn something new every single time. He the way he analyzes great. He's great. The game, he's the great. I love
0: I love him he, on the post game shows.
1: He's fantastic. He's fantastic. He'll 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 come up with things that I've never even thought of. Um, I'll just be like never even thought of, of something like that. And that's what's great about baseball. There's so many different types of plays that you think you've seen everything and you've never, you really ne- truly have never seen anything. Uh, he, countless times I, 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 like, I've like, i never seen that play before. Um, so, I, I mean, I, yeah, like to your point, Buck, old school, use analytics. And, 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 you know, Adam Jones from the Orioles swears by him to like his death. He's like, Buck is the guy for this job. They're like, he was, he brought Andrew, Andrew Jones uh oh what's his name is it and Adam Jones excuse me the, the center fielder for the uh for the Orioles when he was yeah. the Orioles and yeah. he was a stud with he didn't them run too. out of ball to first yeah he did and he, he didn't run out of ball to first early on in Buck's uh Buck's tenure there and he brought him in he didn't ream him out probably like a younger Buck probably would have and he said he said look he's like you're gonna be a leader on this team and if you want to be a leader you need to run hard to first base and he's like if you want to get on people for running to first base you need to do that too. Um, And Adam Jones said he just had so much more respect for him that, you know, he really explained it to him and, you know, laid it out to him rather than just reaming him out or benching him. And he would always, you know, he was like a, you know, he was like a Curtis Granderson on the Mets or a Jeter on the, on the uh, Yankees, you know, just the captain or the, one of the leaders of the players. And he would keep him in the loop with, you know, personnel and decisions. And really, you know, because he was such a good leader for them, used him to his advantage, you know, you need you need the best guy. You need the star athlete. I've always been. You need the, the best player on your team to play hard, to run the first base, base and all that stuff. That's why I've never been for the Yankees or Mets or anyone signing Manny Machado. It doesn't work. It don't work. It don't work when you're when when your three hundred million dollar shortstop or third baseman is is dogging at the first base. Like I, I, Padres have all this talent. Look how bad they were. I think they'll be better, but it just sets it, it doesn't shock me that they have a terrible clubhouse and you have top teeth, bitter and all this. It's, it's, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. If you ask me, but other than that, you also need the manager to have a great relationship. And with the star player, the star player needs to back the coach. If that, if you don't have those two things, the star player, you know, in in uh, you know, in step with, with that, with that manager and, and running hard, you're going to have a lot of issues. Um, so I, I really think, you know, I, I, you know, a player that played for him for a while on a shitty team, on a shitty organization, and he turned them around, and he won, and made the playoffs with them, and really, you know, was with them probably whatever it was six, seven years. Um, and swears by him. I think it just, it just further validates what we already know, and and anyone that knows Buck, or you know, you know, I've heard him speak uh, about the game. Um, he's as knowledgeable as it comes to anyone, and, and if it's anyone other than Buck. I'm going to be disappointed. If it's Bruce Bochy, I'll say awesome. Bruce Bochy an awesome manager. I'm for that as well. Uh, Curtis Granderson. Uh, I don't, I mean, I'm not me, going to get yeah, too excited That's like
0: about the, it. it's this new wave of like coaching. It's kind of yeah, an NBA like, oh, too, where they just like, yeah, former player. They want to just connect with the players. They don't care about necessarily the X's and O's anymore. I think it's more prevalent in baseball because of how, uh, I guess the perception of, how little a manager does in in baseball compared to in other sports, especially basketball and football. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we haven't really seen it work. We've seen some success, but we haven't really well, seen, seen it work, with work, work.
1: Worked with I, – I, I do – I disagree with that. I think Alex core has worked. I think Kevin Cash has worked. Um,
0: but I don't know if I were... can – like, I don't know. I mean, like, I consider Boone one of those guys. Like – Core and like Boone was just they handed. They were long.
1: They had long careers. No,
0: They're I had, know, but like uh, they were, they were on benches before that. Like they kind of worked their way up yes, through okay, the ranks.
1: Okay, I, I agree. That's where I don't. That's what I think. Curtis Granderson's a great. If if the Mets hired him on the staff, I would absolutely love it. I think it'd be great. Whether it's first base hitting, wherever you want to put him, he needs to get on the coat a coaching staff first. You can't just make him a manager. I don't. I don't. Because when yeah, you yeah, Buck that, wants to bring him like,
0: in and be and be a, a outfielder's coach or a player's assistant. You know, Bucking, one of those. Yeah, even
1: lesser. Louis, you saw, Luis Rojas had uh, experience in the minor league level, and he still wasn't ready for the job. He he got out coached. He got or out managed, I should say. He was he was not the guy for the job. I was adamant that he wasn't. I talked about how many mistakes he made. He needs more. Maybe he could be a good coach eventually. He needs more more reps. Whatever. He needs more more experience. He was never a manager at all at the MLB level. You need to manage in some level with MLB players, learn how to, you know, handle the personalities, um, and and the game is, is different and a lot, a lot quicker and, and you know more advanced than the minor leagues. So to bring out another ex- inexperienced person would be absolutely on brand for the Mets. What we do best, it would be let's bring in someone that's close to the heart, you know, like David Wright type. You know, we signed Beltron. You know Beltron could have been really good. People swear by Beltron too, um, but you know again, it's.
0: But to me, that like would have been the same school as Boone. I mean, look at the Cubs with David Ross; like it's just. Yeah,
1: Beltron had experience at least. You know, Beltron was with the Astros, so like I would obviously be more for Beltron than St. I think he was Scott a bench there. coach with
0: the Yankees for a year or two as well.
1: He was. You're right. So Beltron's been around the block. Um, if they brought him back, I mean, I would. I wouldn't even hate it. I probably would be like, ah. But then, like Beltron's a great mind got a lot of respect and like they already brought core and Hinch back they brought that up on the on the news i don't think we're going in that direction though i think brute i think uh buck Walter is the guy if steve cohen wants him it's different man uh, it's different
0: ownership too now it's not the guys who yeah, hired beltron you know
1: it it is it is which is true um but also i mean max wants buck like there you go there you go. The guy yeah, just yeah, yeah.
0: I mean that, that really uh, should kind of be it.
1: I'm sure the wants him too. I'm sure DeGrom wants him too. I'm sure if it's not, i sure great, there's a good. lot of
0: players in that clubhouse that want him.
1: Yeah, they should. And and just like I feel like a player like Jeff McNeil, he could do a lot with someone that's extremely talented, plays all the positions. a three. He bats 300 in his sleep and this year He just. Sets, you know, he bats 257. He batted 303 straight years. People want to throw him away. He's a good player. He, he's an all star caliber player at his best. And block room troubles with Lindor and, you know, all that. I think, and he's so hard on himself. He's so, so hard on himself. Pete's hard on himself, but McNeil's extremely. I think Buck could really get the most out of it and be like, dude, you are your own worst enemy and really give him, you know, some tough love and, you know, and really show him that, you know, you, you're too hard on yourself, and you know, if he's seen guys like him, and you, it's not going to work because I know it's not going to work with McNeil if he keeps seeing the guy. The guy lines up to third base, he like breaks his bat and freaks out. Like, he could go two for five in the name and be, and be pissed, at, he'd be pissed and cursing and going crazy. Um, but he's literally like a 300 hitter for his career, so
0: yeah.
1: I just think guys like Pete McNeil, guys that are hard on themselves that you know may need a combination of tough love and some. You know, reassurance and uh, you know, one of on, those one-on-one talks in the, you know, in the in, in the manager office that you know, I don't really know how much that's happened with Luis Rose, like meaningful ones, um, yeah. that you know, the, the, those caliber managers bring in and bring those guys in. So I'm a hundred percent done, Buck. I'm I am I am just normally disappointed with the Mets, but we did sign Max, and it's new ownership, so I'm I'm optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. It'll
0: be in, it'll be indicative, um, but let's let's move into the NFL um, with not much going on in baseball. Uh, it was a, a pretty crazy week thirteen, I guess, or at least a kind of indicative week thirteen, I guess we could say. Um, things are starting to take shape. Kansas City, kind of still back on their groove. Um, Pittsburgh with a big win in Baltimore. And uh, the Bengals getting blown out by the Chargers. That that flopped a couple of AFC playoff spots. Um, there was a lot. There's kind of, you know, th- this playoff tree is really kind of taking shape. Um, we have the Patriots now as the number one seed in the AFC at 9-4. and four. Seven in a row for them, I believe. Right?
1: Uh, seven or eight. Probably seven.
0: Yeah, they're nine and four. I believe they were two and four. And then they won seven in a row, so now they're nine and four. No, they
1: were one and three also. But um but yeah, I mean I I think And the, the Titans Patriots too, the right? T-
0: t- Titans right back up there at eight and four in Titans the second eight spot. Eight
1: four, yeah. I think the Pats are the real deal. Um I think they will I think it'll be them or the Chiefs getting that number one seed. I'd have to look at the schedules, but those are the two teams I really take seriously. Uh, the Pats beat the Bills as I expected. Everyone thought the Bills were going to win. Uh, this Patriots defense is legit. Mac Jones doesn't turn the ball over. Um, I think he's had two turnovers.
0: That was pretty crazy. Games. I mean, three fucking passes and and got a win. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just saying in general he doesn't turn the ball. over. No, he I know, I know, but like we games. we had
0: to talk about that. I mean, that's yeah, it's yeah, insane. I know.
1: I I mean, they can beat you so many different ways. They can you know. he he didn't defense. throw a pass
0: it's, until like the middle of the second quarter, right?
1: Yeah, or early second quarter, I think, and then went until, uh, I think, early fourth or sometime in the fourth
0: of the second pass.
1: They can run the ball down your throat. I just
0: don't get um, how you don't just – like, was he just waiting for them to load it up and then just dunk a a 10-yard slant over the defense or and they just never did it? Or, like, how do you – you watch the game? What I I was in and out. I was watching a couple things at once. So I didn't well, watch it. So I watched on, probably half the game.
1: Early on, I think I think Bill wanted to run the ball like 80 to 90% of the time going in. But I think Matt Breida fumbled the ball, um, and that really helped out the pass. Um, obviously, that that turned out. That was early. I
0: saw that. That was like one of the first that plays in the game. So
1: I think at this point, Josh Allen turns over the ball over a decent amount in general. Um, you know, he can be a little sloppy running around. You can, you know, strip him. He likes to run you know you're going to get a lot of passing from obviously the bills so i think uh he was like let's just let the bills beat themselves and ironically enough uh on the on the on the return it hit one of the patriots helmets and that was a mistake by them but uh, and Josh Allen didn't didn't end up turning the ball over but you know that was his mentality i think let's just let them throw the ball around in this windy stadium probably hopefully we make a play on it and let's run the ball. And, hey, they got 6.1 yards a clip. I mean, that's running the ball two times in theory, and you're getting a first down and then some. So uh, it's not like they were getting two yards a carry. There were, there were carries that were getting zero or negative two or three or four. They're in, in clutch spots towards more towards the goal line. And they had to, you know, they were originally in the first quarter, they were running it every single time. And I'm like, he's not going to throw a single pass because it's against the wind these 40-mile-an-hour wings. But then once they had the wind at their back, I was a little confused that they weren't doing it at all, even one or two, a couple passes. So that was a little odd. But then in the fourth quarter, they had the wind at their back. Very smart of Bill. And that's when they, you know, made a field goal, another field goal. They made a field goal on the second and the fourth. The two times they had the wind at their back. So they really just set themselves in in really perfect position while the Bills just – were in, you know, had drives and they just didn't capitalize. They just didn't make plays. That The Patriots have the best defense in football. It's not a debate. It's not anyone else. The Patriots have had the best defense in football the entire year. Even without um, the corner, what's his name, Gilmore. J.C. Jackson has been just as good as last year. Um, they just, they, you know, Matthew Judon from the Ravens has been a huge addition. Um, you know, they've, they've just really... Been fantastic. So they don't they don't need a score thirty to beat you. They just, yeah, Mac Jones on an average game, yeah game, yeah, go eighteen to twenty seven or eighteen to twenty five, couple touchdowns, no turnovers. Yeah, we're gonna win that game. Um, so I, I think they are gonna open it up more in the future, but you know, it's 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 a meat, but it was like a meat and potatoes game. Let's just run it down your throat, and let's play defense. And I was shocked how little they threw it, but I was also shocked how everyone thought the Bills were gonna win in with. The weather, the temperature, it was, it was, you know, windy and flurries. The Patriots are one of the best running attacks and great O-lines, and they can stop the run, and the Bills cannot run the ball. So I was like, Josh Allen played well, all things considered, but you you just you can't run the ball. The Bills can't run the ball. So I didn't understand how people were thinking that game script aids the Bills and not the, the Patriots. Bill Bolichuk's made for this. Like, his teams always win, and I know they're Brady, but – you know, they just they're just O line, D line, run control control the run game type of type of team, and it, it clearly worked.
0: It did. It was a it was a unique game plan to watch. Um, but it, it played. It played. You can't even argue with Bill. I mean the memes coming out of that were fantastic of all the different all the different shit on social media about yeah. their game plan. Um, but I mean that's that's why now, are you
1: sold on are you sold on the pass now? I've been sold on them. I'm not saying that they're going to. To what extent? Contenders. Like,
0: I'm not sold on the Pats. Is like, I'm not. I'm not ready to like call them a legitimate, legitimate Super Bowl contender. Like, do I think they're going to beat? Uh, like, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I guess. Well, who are the
1: Super Bowl contenders if it's not the Patriots in the in the AFC right now?
0: I mean, I'm still saying the Bills and the Chiefs.
1: The Bills?
0: I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't I see. I think the Bills are a joke. I think the
1: Bills are a joke. They're seven and five. They have They've taken some hits two. on.
0: They lost their number one corner, which is big for. Yeah, yeah.
1: Tredavious White was Tredavis White was the icing on the cake. But they lost to the Pats. They're probably going to lose them. They'll lose to them again too. On, on they're going to be on the road. I mean, I would imagine they're going to lose to them on the road. They lost to the Pats once so far. They got killed by the Colts, who are very underrated. I, that's a team I like as a sleeper. Um, and then they lost to who's the other team? Oh, they got killed by the the Titans. Um, so like all the, like the best teams in the AFC, they're just you know they're getting killed by. Um, they did beat the Chiefs once when the Chiefs were down, um, but other than that, they haven't beaten anyone of significant. So I I mean they're a team to me that's just had a really good year. Everything went right for them, and McDermott got out coached last last night. Like he got, I was ripping him apart too, and. Uh, he just made terrible calls. They could have actually got the ball back at the end if he didn't do a stupid challenge and call timeout when they didn't have to. They lost two timeouts. Um, and here I'm just sitting on my couch. I'm like, this guy's an idiot. And I bet on the Patriots. But
0: so I don't. I it don't is crazy that. how I feel like it's happened more this year. Like how, how prevalent late game mistakes, like late game management mistakes, are by. Coaches. so bad
1: it's just so, it's so bad and i know it's it's different when you're sitting on the couch and you can see all the numbers and the timeouts but still i mean if you've done it long enough you you understand you
0: like it's i it's, know it's, but it's, i mean certain, it's, you it, know it's not
1: impossible cuz certain coaches do it a lot certain coaches do it and do it to perfection so yeah, it's I not mean, like it can't be
0: done you know it's like yeah I, I agree like to an extent with the sentiment like yeah you're not it's different you're not sitting on the couch but like it's on it's on 45 scoreboards within view of the sidelines You know, it's in, it's in your ear. It's in, it's a simple, hey, OC in my ear. How many timeouts we got? Two. There you go. Whole interaction took a second and a half. Like, I I don't know. It just, it's.
1: It it is ridiculous. How about this? I'll I'll go through the teams. You tell me if they're a a contender, like to make the the Super Bowl. Uh, Pats, so you think the Pats cannot make the Super Bowl?
0: No, I think, I I think they, I guess.
1: So if you can make the Super Bowl, I'm. Considering that a contender,
0: uh, yeah, but I guess I'm like, saying like,
1: a, like, a, like, there's like, what I'm
0: like, saying is like, there's four or five NFC teams I would take them over in the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, no, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not including all the NFC teams. I'm just saying like the AFC, like, are they a contender in the AFC to make it to the Super Bowl?
0: Well, yeah, obviously, I think at this point to make the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: so the, how about the Titans?
0: No, I don't like the Titans. I don't like anything about the Titans. No, you don't
1: like the Titans. You don't like Tannehill. Tannehill, but I think they are a contender to make it if Derrick Henry comes back, which he could come back. I think they are, because Tannehill is a whole different quarterback with Derrick Henry. Uh, I think they are contenders if Derrick Henry does yeah, come
0: so back. am I. I'm a whole uh, uh, different quarterback with Derrick Henry, too. I can, I can run I know, an NFL offense with Derrick good. Henry.
1: I just think, what?
0: I said I can run an NFL just, offense he, with Derrick Henry. They
1: haven't Henry. had A.J. Brown in a while. They haven't had Julio. Uh, I'm not. I'm not very high in the Titans, but I do think defenses have improved. Ravens. I, I'm so out on the Ravens.
0: Yeah, I'm out on the. I mean, they don't have a secondary York. now. They just lost I mean, they Humphreys lost Humphrey, for the year.
1: Yeah, and they had, didn't have Peters and Jimmy Smith looks horrible. Lamar looks horrible. Um, we're agreeing with their Chiefs. I think the Chiefs should be the big favorite.
0: Yeah, uh, I would they, be. Uh, them and, uh, I would be stunned so the the if the Chiefs, the Chiefs are not in the in, in at least the AFC Championship.
1: Their defense is just out of control ever since they traded for Melvin Ingram. They're 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 giving up about fourteen point uh fourteen points a game, nine points a game this week and last week. Someone's like, oh, the and Broncos. they moved, yeah, oh, and they moved. They,
0: they moved Chris Jones uh, to the inside from the outside.
1: Yeah, that that was helpful too. But they gave up nine to the Cowboys. Oh, is that good? I think the Cowboys are a pretty good offense. Like, yeah,
0: they have <sighs> been. They have
1: been. They have been I'd right so. there, just a little bit worse in the past. And people th- just think oh it's the Chiefs they have a shitty off the offense has been not good at all but I I tend to think that that's gonna so- sort itself out Tyreek kills has tipped three balls for interceptions yep Mahomes has had five tip balls for interceptions I think those things are some things that are a little fluky that they'll improve upon while as we get closer to the playoffs and in the playoffs but I think the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl that's just that's how I think with that defense if Mahomes plays three quarters as well as he can with that defense, I think they they can easily win it all. Um, yeah.
0: Then we got the Chargers. I'm so out on the Chargers. Yep, super out on the Chargers. I'm super out on the Bengals. So too.
1: inconsistent. Uh, same same with the Bengals. The, I think these teams, the Chargers and Bengals, can beat any team any week. I think they could. They That's could what I'm have saying. Like when they went up
0: to the, the the Chargers, blew them out by what nineteen or twenty. I would have would not have been any more or less shocked if the Bengals had won by that same score.
1: Yeah, I mean I I thought they were going to actually lose by a good margin cuz they won the week before and this is a big letdown game for them. Chargers if they have any expectations they lose and when they are underdog they win. It's weird. Uh Bills, you think they're a little bit of a contender? I I really I really don't. I just don't think I don't think they have the balance, especially when we get into these cold games, November, December. You need more balance. You need to run the ball, and with Tredav- Tredavious White out, their elite corner, I just see them as a team trending in the r- wrong direction.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's fair, but it, the, also I guess I mean like they could, depending on how the schedule breaks out, they could be going to a not so cold environment. You know, like there's not cold environments that'll be in that could or are in the NFL playoffs in the AFC playoffs. So that's you know?
1: what's funny about them is that they are they are not even suited for their own stadium,
0: their right? own yeah. weather. That's what, but that's yeah. why I didn't so get fun. like, I mean, obviously it turned out well and like, but people are like, oh, they're not, they're not like ready for Patriots weather. I'm like, w- Buffalo weather is worse than New England weather. What are you talking about? It
1: is, but just their their game style is not – no. Like yeah, totally, their totally, game style.
0: totally. But like, uh, like you know, and
1: it's not even the cold. It's like the wind and, and yeah, it was you know, like a, they're
0: not built for this. And I was like, I mean, they literally, if any team in the league is built for this, it's it's them. Like in terms of experience in this type of weather, but they just don't experience, get it done.
1: Yeah, but skills, uh, you know, strengths of their team, not so much. And then I think all these other teams are all out on Pittsburgh. The one team I think does is as a sleeper is the Colts because the Colts have an elite defense and they have an elite run game and Wentz has been pretty damn good this year and if he can make big throws in key spots, you know I'm just saying they're a team that's playing really well after starting one and four or yeah. zero and four whatever they were.
0: No, they're they're a legit team. Um, their defense is is no joke and if Jonathan Taylor, I mean, keeps doing I and mean, he's like J- Derrick Henry, you know, it's it's pretty easy to be a quarterback. Behind him, but Wentz not to take everything away from Wentz. Wentz has been very good this year. I mean, outside of his that year, he was on pace to win the MVP and then got hurt. This is his best pro season.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I'm He's totally really in, well. in on on the Colts prospects. Um, yeah. I would. I I think then- I think either the Chargers or Bengals will fall out of the playoffs in favor of the Colts. The Colts will take the, one of their spots.
1: I think I completely agree. Um, I'm to have to look at the schedules, but I think one of them
0: will for sure.
1: And I think the Steelers have an outside chance. They have a tough schedule.
0: Yeah, that's that's. I chance. was looking at their schedule that's earlier. Tough. That's I why mean, I. Who knows? I didn't.
1: The Ravens could fall apart. Who knows it's if true. the Ravens lose the division and the Bengals win it and the and the steel? I mean, this Ravens team looks bad, and their defense is only going to get worse. So they the, running exp- The
0: running game Lamar's experiment hasn't left. exactly panned out. What? I said their, you know, 19 experiments in the running game hasn't exactly panned out.
1: No, no. Like, Lamar has been so clutch this year, but, like, hasn't been good at all. So, it's it's very odd. Like, he's been so clutch in in key moments, and he was again in that game. You know, the Andrews throws one play, but leading these game-winning drives, it's like, wow, like, he just does it consistently. He's done it, like, like four or five times this year. It's been huge for them, but he just hasn't played well for, for four quarters, so. You know, I, I, you know, like who knows? I, 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 would, I would tend to think they don't even win that division. That the Bengals or Steelers are able to get it. You know, especially if the Steelers play them again and beat them again, you know, then get the tiebreaker.
0: Yeah, that's it's that's the tough. that's where you really have to watch out. If you get the two and O oh against your division, that's that's tough, especially when you're what are they one yeah. game apart? Um, one and a half. Well, they because they have the tie. Oh, they're
1: two games. They are. One and a half, yeah. And then um, in the NFC, I don't, I don't know if anything's changed for you. Not as much for me with the NFC. Nothing's really changed.
0: No, I still – I mean like the Cardinals are the number one seed. I I would take – I like the Packers, Bucks, and Rams all more than the Cardinals. I know the Rams have struggled of late and it might be one of those things where the Cardinals are just kind of that team that is better than we think they are. You know, it's like remember the Titans a couple of years ago when they beat the Patriots – um, mm-hmm. no one was really big on them, but like they just turned out, they kind of were that good. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe that's the Cardinals. Yeah, this year. I'm
1: similar. I'm similar with you on the Cardinals. I just like Kyler hasn't played in a playoff game. Um, and it's very impressive what they're doing, and they may win a game or two. But I don't even think they'll make the NFC. I'm taking the Packers and Bucks over them for sure. And I mean, yeah, you know, downrod's playing with scrubs and no running backs and no receivers, and he still
0: beat them. And Kyler's um, got an insane skill position group, seriously. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm in um,
1: Dallas. Dallas, I'm not really. I'm uh, just never gonna be sold on the Cowboys. I,
0: what? I'm just, I'm just never gonna be sold on the Cowboys in this group. I mean, th- this team is not I mean, better. I than – I'm sold on them. They're not better I'm than the three and th- so thirteen and three team from Rams. a couple of years ago, and that team have flopped. So hard in the playoffs. I mean, you could. I guess you could argue I, Dak is better, but the O line's definitely worse. The skill position group. I, I mean, I, I guess you could say it's b- better.
1: A lot of plays. They're getting, they're getting a lot of key players back on defense that that they haven't had for a while. Um, I, I'm not so. I'm I'm not sold on the Rams. I have the Rams and the Cowboys in similar area. Maybe I have more faith in the Rams a little bit, but uh, the Rams don't beat winning teams. They crush terrible teams. And they just lose to all yeah, the good teams. That's fair. I, I, I think
0: I think the the Rams defense is where there's just so much talent on that Rams defense. I think that's what makes me trust them more than the Cowboys.
1: Uh, it just hasn't, and it's you know even without Von Miller, there's so much talent, and it's not like Von Miller should make a he should help, but it's it it's like you know they should be so good without him even so. Um, I, you know the Cardinals and the Rams, and then I kind of have the Cowboys, I guess a little below them. But uh, to me, it's really in the two. It's the pack. for me. It's the Chiefs one, uh, and Pats two, and then in, in the NFC, it's Packers one and Bucks two. That's how I see it. Um, and I told myself I wouldn't get sucked in, but the Green Green Bay's getting uh Bacchiari back. They're getting Jari Alexander back. They're getting uh that dude. That, the,
0: I'm the telling you that, that Green Bay defense is the real deal this year. They're not, you know, not elite, elite, they are but the real deal. they're they're in that like six, seven, eight, nine range.
1: Easily, easily, they are the real deal.
0: Um, I agree. But yeah, let's uh, let's get our picks in quick before we uh, head out of here. Um, do you want me to go first this week? I can run through mine quick. Yeah, you can go first. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Steelers as uh, plus three, coming off a big win. Vikings coming off a little bit of a deflating loss. Uh, I guess there's a fear of a little bit of a trap game here, uh, but the Vikings lose Adam Thielen on the IR. He's out for three weeks. Uh, I guess he could come back in case there's a playoff or that la- last week or so of the season. Uh, but he's out for three weeks, so that limits their passing attack. He's been great for them this year. I'm I'm gonna ride the Steelers coming off a big division win uh, and hope they can kind of keep it going on the road. But I understand that it it, it does have a little trap gamey vibes. Still, I'll take the three points against a not very good overall Vikings team, who always plays close games. Even when they win, they play close games. So, we could get a Vikings win and on one of those walk-off field goals they have, and they win by two. Um, second, I'm going with the I'm going with a couple big spreads here. Um, Chiefs, I'm going to have them keep it rolling against the division uh, minus nine. The, the Raiders just haven't been the same team since Gruden left. They had that you know a couple wins after, but they really have. Kind of come back down to earth, they're out, Kenyon Drake, not that that's a huge deal um found out Josh Jacobs has eight kids with eight women today, apparently wow. figure it out, dude, I don't know, but um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the, the chiefs to kind of blow them out and continue their supremacy, so chiefs minus nine and last my uh my favorite pick Packer's minus twelve and a half Aaron rodgers has. A personal vendetta against the the Bears. Uh, the Bears have just gotten worse and worse. Their quarterback play is um, it, it's got to be the worst in the league. You know, it, Dalton had four interceptions last week or two weeks ago. Have you
1: seen the Jets? But yeah, no, it's it's worse than the Jets. It is. It yeah, I mean
0: it is. I mean I'm not I'm not saying there aren't like competitors, but it's the Bears. Um, so yeah, give me give me that. Uh, minus 12.5, and And then I was gonna go. I got real tempted to take the under in a game, but you know what? First time this year, I'll take an under. Under 52.5 in Bills Bucks. All
1: right, I like it. Bucks go under a lot. They didn't last week, but they go under a lot.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't think the, the. It's not like the Bills defense is completely incompetent now. Um,. And they're coming off a, their st- offense is struggling, so give me under fifty two and a half, and I think that's a pretty pretty high total considering the rest of these totals. Most of these totals are in the forties. Um, yeah, there's only one other. It's the highest total of the week. Bills Bucks highest total of the week. So I'm going under on Bills um, Bucks. Uh, what do you got? That's
1: crazy. I like like the picks a lot. Um, I'm gonna go with the Packers minus twelve and a half two. Uh, yeah, everything you said, I, I agree. He's just, he kills the bears. Um, it's going to be a tough day for whoever plays quarterback. I have no idea who's playing quarterback and I don't care. That's one. I kind of do like the Steelers too, but I'm going to go in a different direction. Uh, possible trap game as well. Um, second bet I like is, uh, Washington plus four. I'm really not going to bet against this team anymore. Uh, it's kind of like the dolphins, like the Washington just clicking, uh, I think Dallas wins, but I think Washington. So if Washington wins this game, they're only a game and a half out of uh, the division. But I do think Dallas wins, but I just think the skins, or sorry, the Washington football team keeps it close. Um, so I like the plus four there. My second pick. Um, and then my third pick, I like the. I like the Cardinals minus two and a half against the Rams. Uh, we already saw what the Rams did against the Cardinals. Uh, first time at home, uh, like I highlighted before, they just, the Rams can't win against top competition. Blowing out terrible teams like they've done all year, you don't get any better at all. Uh, Daryl Henderson's still a little banged up. Um, Murray's back, obviously. Hopkins is back for the Cardinals. I, I think they could win by seven to ten. Uh, easily, this this Rams team is just not. It's not going to happen in one week. It's not going to just click like that. Um, and it didn't click just from beating whoever they beat last week, the Jaguars. So that's my third spread, over under. I'm going to go with uh, go with let's go with over 48 in Dallas, Washington. Let's go with that. Uh, Washington's offense is putting up some points um and Dallas's offense obviously can score so I'll go over 48 there
0: I like it I really like all our picks this week um I know we say that right. a lot of weeks but this is this is it's a really good slate I think there's well, I a lot people of opportunities I I don't
1: like their picks I do I do let people know when I don't like their picks That's so true you do
0: even on here you do um yeah. so it's <laughs> I, mean,
1: like, I don't like the-
0: yeah, it's genuine. Um, but we, we've had a pretty good run this year. We, I think we're all over 500, uh, which is which is all you really can ask for. I mean, you know, we're not professionals, but we like to think we are. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening, as always. Go ahead and uh, rate, subscribe on your uh, podcast app of choice. And check us out on all the socials. Bleacher Fan or Bleacher Fan Sports everywhere. We will be back next week.